from the gospel. You have heard it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The mission of the church is to invite others to experience fullness of life in relationship with God. It is a ministry that begins with reconciliation. We are called to reconcile people to God and people to each other, as we are reminded each week, to love God with all our being and to love our neighbor also. A life that is overflowing with goodness and grace in all areas of it. This is a goal that cannot be accomplished in an isolated moment or in a single sacramental act, but rather over a lifetime of moments and a lifetime of sacramental acts. We tend to measure our relationship with God by how we are feeling right in this moment, but we often neglect the past 10, 15, or 20 years. And too often our mission as a church is too narrow. We either narrowly just focus on getting our sins forgiven, which is very important, uh, but it's not just getting our sins forgiven, it's living a new life, a life that is a ministry to others. Or we think our mission is something only that happens in other countries, which is also very important, but it is not the sum total of the mission of the church. As Jesus did not say, I have come to give you a get out of jail for free card. But rather, Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have life abundant. The evangelistic imperative of the Great Commission is that we make disciples of all nations, not simply a moment of excitement. This means that the mission of a church is centered around conversion of the heart which is a continual process that leads one to a life of both repentance and thankfulness. Conversion of the heart is where one is continually being molded and shaped into the person that God is calling them to be. While this is initiated at our baptism or our profession of faith, it is something that grows organically, like a seed that is planted. The seed that is planted needs to be nourished. It needs to be in good soil. It needs to be cultivated to grow into maturity. This is something that happens over time in a community of grace and forgiveness. Each person in this community plays a role in God's missionary process. It is when we begin to align our hearts and wills to the will of God that we can truly be salt and light to those around us. The common word for this pursuit of God, this desire to be Christ-like, is called formation or discipleship. When Jesus calls us to follow him, he is asking us to be his disciples, which is an active vocation. In this morning's gospel, Jesus is challenging us to live in a way that seems impossible. 
He is challenging the status quo of the religious leaders of his day who were primarily concerned with their perception of God's law. They would make sure they never actually took their hands to kill somebody, but they might hate the person next to them in their hearts and not think twice about it because, hey, they're not killing anybody. Jesus is making the demands of God's law very practical and very relational. And throughout the uh, Sermon on the Mount, there's all, these ch- uh, there's all these sayings, you've heard it said, you've heard it said, you've heard it said. And they all have a similar point. One thing is clear. His concern for people is not that they are only in a right relationship with God, but that they are in a right relationship with each other that they are reconciled to each other. As our gospel this morning says, if you bring your gift to the altar and you realize you are uh, not in alignment with your brother, be reconciled to your brother first and then bring your gift. So Jesus is tying relationships with each other and relationships with God together. This is part of our mission as Christians, to model reconciliation to the world and to those around us. We need to remember that the mission of any church is the collective practices and life callings of all the members of it. Again, the mission of any church is the collective practices, ministries, and life callings of all the individual members of a community. Some people are called to minister to others in foreign countries. Some people are called to give aid to others in foreign countries. Some people are called to run a business domestically. All of these vocations are part of being stewards of what God has given us, to be responsible stewards of what God is giving us in this world. All of these vocations serve God's great purpose of stewardship and leadership towards others. But we are all called to share in God's mission to renew and restore that which is broken. Renewal and restoration. Another word again for this is reconciliation. This is what it means to be a new creature in Christ, a theme of this morning's lessons. As 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who has reconciled himself to us by Christ Jesus, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We too often fall into the danger of seeing our mission in purely economic terms. We look at what we have economically, and look at what those people over there are lacking economically. We subconsciously frame mission in a patron-client, master-slave, donor-recipient relationship. But Jesus says those who are poor in this world are rich in the kingdom of God, and that is our goal. As we continue in this green, this growth season of Trinity, we are continually being called to reflect on the basics of what it means to be a Christian, of being a new creation and living out a life of reconciliation. And this is actually the hardest part of the Christian life. It's less exciting. 
It's like a marathon. The most exciting part is the beginning. Everyone's there cheering you on. Perhaps this is the ba- your baptism. Everyone's, yay, they're excited. And then at the end of the marathon, we're at our funeral. Hopefully a lot of people come and are, are uh, you know, happy for our lives. But the middle part of our life or the middle part of the marathon is where we slow down, where it gets hard. And this is why we need disciplines. To be a disciple of Christ means you have some sort of discipline or habit. The best part about a routine is that when the time comes when you're struggling, you don't have to think about it. When life is busy and your face seems dry, it is your disciplines and routines that carry you through. And this is a good thing. Too often these spiritual disciplines are mocked as not heartfelt or sincere, but we don't put this kind of unnecessary pressure on other parts of our life. Do we show up for our responsibilities as workers, parents, friends, or spouses only when we really mean it? Do we really feel like loving our children today or our friends or our spouses? What if a parent only changed the diapers when they felt like it? This would be a horrible way to live. When we commit to disciplines only when we feel like it, we can, oh, when we commit to disciplines when we feel like it and when we're excited about it and they become habits, we can do them when we don't feel like it. And we begin to realize that we are simply human and we fall and that's okay. This is why as disciples, we pursue a lifetime of disciplines of prayer. Not just reflecting back to a particular moment, but looking forward to a lifetime of moments. This is why we come back to the altar each week for this moment, with open hearts and open hands, telling God that we do not have everything and that we need his grace to continue on in this way of life. We are learning to be like Christ in all of our actions and intentions, but we have not arrived yet. By grace, we pray that God would pour forth his love into our hearts, that we may show forth the light of Christ to those around us who are trapped in darkness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.